Good morning, Raboisai. David, in memory, the yard side of his mother, Julie David, Yehudas Fruma Basichil, and anonymously by Kalman of the Five Towns, and Lerufur Shleima. For Ruvain Shloima ben Fruma. Keep your caches for the emails. Do not ask caches during Shear. Today's first email comes from, actually, let me show you this. It's very similar. A picture of the world famous songwriter David Address and his Chosh of a father. Learning at 4 o'clock in the morning, the daf. 4 a.m., father and son. Why? There's people that learn for a living. There's another one. Chanoch Banchek. Dear Abeli, I wanted to thank you for your great daf shir. I am now heading a high school in Gibraltar, and a few of my Talmidim are very much into the daf thanks to you. They love listening to your shir. My son is one of them. And he got me into it too. We both sit in front of the computer, learn the daf, and smile together with you. As the Gemara Msachim says about Rav Yehuda ben Beseiro, Sha'ata Bavi Shemesh, thanks Chanoch, Rabbi Chanoch Banchek, headmaster. Gavaldik. This one is from David Goldberg. Did you live on East Fort between Dipmas and F? Yes, I did. Your father had a Vasikim minion. Oh, yes, he did. And I went there every single, yeah. Had a single minion in the garage. My brother and I diving there the second day of Shavuos. Your father made a bracha on the Megillah like the Gra. Good, yeah, that's him. <laughs> Rabbi Velvel Brevda from Yerushalayim, Beitar. This is Rabbi Shloyman Brevda's son. It says in the bottom, Yerushalayim, Israel, the best place on earth. Rebelli Shlita, just wanted to bring to your attention. Okay, okay. I would like to take the opportunity to thank you for the most amazing popular shir in the world. I'm planning on one morning when I find a ride directly from Gu'ula to join you. in person, There's no need to read this email. Hatzlacha, Rabbi Velvabrevda. Maybe I should have read it first. <laughs> And uh, one more from Simon Zellman. Dear Abeli, this was hard to write all these myself. All five of them. I know you get these emails all the time, but I feel that each one of them gives you, as well as everyone else, tremendous chizuk. It doesn't give anyone chizuk, but it does give me chizuk. Ah. Yesterday, while waiting for my flight from Miami to New York, at the prompting of my wife, I decided to watch the shir earlier than usual. See, the wives are pushing the oilam to learn Torah. In the airport, across from me was sitting a family that you wouldn't be able to tell was Jewish. I happened to look up for a second. They were probably wearing those baseball caps. <laughs> they had black socks and white gym shoes and, and strings hanging out of their pants, and they did not look Jewish at all. I happened to look up for a second and noticed that the father seemed to say a bracha before taking a drink of a soda. He's watching me learn. I couldn't resist to ask. You know, this is the Maisa Shahaya. I got to tell you, I just got the story. We... My, my father-in-law, for my brother-in-law's yeshiva, Nasivas Aaron, Shmaki Yeshiva in Yerushalayim, 
he does a fundraiser in Chicago and he waits for Thanksgiving. So one of our hotels is dead. And uh, he takes over the whole hotel, basically, and the, they, they take over the kitchen, they catch her, they do, they do an unbelievable thing. So every year we share the hotel with Palestinians, anti-Israel people. It's a whole thing going on. We're not going to get into that one, but the family doesn't care. At least, you know, they give us a stickle of gelt and it's good. So we're breakfast, after, you stay over, there's a whole event, you stay over for breakfast. We, we're eating breakfast, it's beautiful breakfast. All of a sudden, an Arab walks in and he starts taking from the pancakes and the eggs. It was not comfortable. So my cousin-in-law, she walks over to him and says, excuse me, this is a private party. Uh, you know, okay. She, oh, sorry, sorry, puts it all down, walks out. And my wife's uncle, who manages the hotel and everything, he saw what happened and he, he calls her over quickly and says, no, no, call, her, call him back. Say, say, it's okay. So the guy comes back. He says, okay, thank you. He takes the pancakes and the egg and then he sits down by the table by himself. And we're looking, you know, from the corner of our, what, what is this Palestinian doing here? And, he, and right before he starts eating, he takes out a yarmulke, puts it on his head and makes a bracha. So I walked over to him and started choosing with him and he started coming up with some funny story what a, I thought maybe he worked for the Shimbet or something, like he was planted in the hotel, like he was trying to monitor what was going I don't know. That was my theory. His story didn't make any sense whatsoever. They, they, they didn't let him into America. He had to stay in O'Hare, a whole thing. Anyway, fine. It was just, uh, here's the Maisa. The guy said a bracha before drinking his soda, so he chapped that he's Jewish. He's watching me learn. I couldn't resist, so I asked him, can you imagine a homosexual on the day of Yom Kippur? To my surprise, he said yes. And he told me, he was on a second cycle of Dafyoimi. These people don't learn. These Shkotzim. He learns every day. We schmoozed a bit about the Daf, how beautiful it is. Yudin around the world, able to talk and learning every day. What a Chabura, Simon Zelman. Shkoyach Simon. All right. What? <laughs> no, I got an email. I was so excited. I got this. I got it. I, I forgot to print. I got one email that actually I was very happy about. It was a stickle hate email. It goes, I, I can never look at you the same. Why did you bring politics into yesterday's year? I had to go back to think what he was talking about. I think he was talking about that I said about the New York Times and Trump. But I was thinking to myself, if that was the one tiny that he had, I'm good. He didn't have that. It was Mavayish Noam Barabim. So, wow. That was the only reason that he, he's going to look at me differently. Okay. So today, Rabbi Isai is Daf Tesvav. It might be, I don't know if this is a record, but definitely right up there, 18 charts printed for today's year. So t- yesterday, we had a stira. The, we had a contradiction between the two Mishnayas. And it says in our Mishnah that Ketairis comes before the Neirais. And it says in Tamid, it says that the Neirais come before the Ketairis. So we said, one explanation, we're going to get into the second one. One explanation is, and this is a fact, that first the Kayan lights five candles. One, two, three, four, five, and he pauses. The question is, what does he pause with? He has to make a stop, a hard stop. So we hold, Chacham hold that he stops with the, the Ketairis. So Memela, our mission is talking about this part, one and two, the second part. So that's why our mission says, Ketairis comes before one and two. But the Mishnah in Tamid says that Neirois, one, two, three, four, five, comes before Ketairis. That's answer number one. 
And then we went, we said, it says in the Pasuk, my time at Abishol, why does he say, Abishol holds that the, the break between the five and the two is not Ketoris at all. It's the Tamid. The Ketoris actually comes afterwards. Why? Because it says, First it says that he does all the Neiros, and afterwards he does Ketoris. So Ketoris comes after this. You notice I changed this up a little bit. It was a little messy, and then, okay, I know I put a circle, okay, whatever. When you have a little bit more time. Be'idon, oh, ver'abanon. So we're holding over here, basically. The last words on Yudalad, Omid Beis, ver'abanon. My komar, achmana. How did you explain? Ba'boyke, ba'boyke, first. Disneiris, then yaktireno. Be'idon atovet, he make the k'tares. No. Ba'boyke, ba'tivis ha'neiris. As he's doing the neiris, there's going to be k'tares. In middle, yaktireno, there's going to be k'tares. How do you do that? First you do five, k'tares, and then you do two. I have a question, says Seychachan. Not so, top of Tesvavah Menal. Bein Arabayim Dersiv, Ubehaloi Sarin Saner has been Arabayim Yaktireno. There's two Ktaris, one in the morning, one in the evening. And it says, Ubehaloi Sarin Saner has been Arabayim Yaktireno. Hachinami de Beresha. So you're going to explain the positive the same way you explain the first positive? What does Yaktireno mean? According to you, Avashal, Yaktireno means after the Neiros. Neiros, Yaktireno comes after Neiros. Neiros and Ktaris. It's impossible to say that pshat at night. Why? Because Neiros is always the last, last avoid in the base of Migdash. How is it possible to say that Yaktireno means Ktaris after Neiros when Neiros is the final avoidah? If you say, yeah, you do the Menorah and then the Ktaris, it's impossible. We just had, I think, in Shkolem. How much oil do you put in the Menorah? Exactly enough to last the whole night. It's not exactly. You always put the same amount, but some even say that there was a there was a chachma. Remember in Shkala we learned chachma. How do you do the wick? He's shaking. He says, "Yeah, your son. Nobody remembers, but your son. You, you make the wick thicker, narrower, so so that it lasts exactly the entire night. Every even the shorter nights are going to last the same amount because you make the wick thicker. Fine. This is what we're looking for. There's no avoida that happens. Nothing happens after the menorah because it says another passage. In other words, the only way. So it's impossible to learn the passage. First comes neiris, then yaktireno comes the ktaris. Impossible to learn so in the evening because you cannot have ktaris after the menorah. Menorah is the last, last avoida. Bidon, you already asked your question in the email. Bidon adlokot hai mikta k'toyres. Hachenami bidon atovot hai mikta k'toyres. So, that's it. Bidon adlokot hai mikta k'toyres. So, we may learn that the k'toyres must be in middle of the neiros. So, two in the morning, the hatova. When I'm cleaning out the neiros, it's in the middle of the k'toyres. In the middle of the neiros. The, the hatova of the Sorry, the, the Ktairis is in the middle of the Hatava. As he's cleaning these out, he cleans one, two, three, four, five, then comes Ktairis, then one, two, he cleans out the rest. At night, right? Fine. The word Yaktirena, you see from the evening, Yaktirena means the Ktairis comes in the middle. So, too, in the morning when you're cleaning, the Ktairis comes in the middle. So, Abishol has a big problem. He admits to the idea that Ktairis cannot be after the Menorah at night. So, how come in the morning he says it does come after the Menorah? 
אבל שאולם הלוך, שאני הוסם דכסיב אוי סוי. The reason is, אין החנמי. There's a big difference between morning and evening. In the evening, nothing comes after the Neira. But in the morning, you could do it smack in the middle. I'm in that tava, the k'tayris comes afterwards. But in the evening, you're right. The, the, you're going to have to do the k'tayris in the evening in middle. That's what Rabbi Yossi is going to learn. K'tayris can never come after the menorah at night. So he's going to learn one pasuk. That the k'tayris comes after. But the morning pasuk, yaktirena, means that tava. Cleaning out the menorah is going to come after the whole. The k'tayris is going to come after the whole menorah. Again, first comes cleaning out all of these candles. Then, then he brings the k'tayris that's in the morning. In the evening, he's going to admit that yaktirena means in the middle somewhere. So, again, so we have a contradiction between the two. Yeah, you, have a, you have a question? You're just asking something else. Don't, don't confuse me now. What about hektiv chalavim? No, no, no. The menorah is the last thing. But maybe you're right. I don't know. Right now we're not learning about it. Rapapa Omar. They burn through it. So we had a contradiction between the two Mishnais. One says, Ktaris comes. Before the Neirois, one says, our Mishnah says it comes before the Neirois, one says it comes after, and we said the Neirois are two parts. There's five and two. So the, the Ktaris came before the two. That's our Mishnah. Another Pshat. Based on what we just said, that the between Rabbanon and Abashol, do you even do the Neirois? Are there even Ktaris in middle or not? What's in middle? According to Abashol, right over here, the, the hard break is carbon and nothing to do with Ktaris. So Rabban, if you look in Rashi, it's very nice because Rapapa actually is trying to answer something here. What? One Mishnah is talking about five? One Mishnah is talking about two? It's a little schwer to understand. What? The Mishnah in Talmud is talking about one, two, three, four, five, and our Mishnah is talking about right before one, two. She says, no, both Mishnahis are talking about right before one, two. This break right over here. According to Rabbanon, what do you do in the break? Ktairis. And according to Abishol, what do you do in the break? You do Tamid. So that's the, that's the answer. Bamayu Kimta says the Gemara, okay. So Bamayu Kimta Masnis in the Hacha, Kirabana. Our Mishnah right over here, Andaf Yudalid, is Chachamim. We just said that. Pais, Kabashol. The following Mishnah, Andaf Chavdalid, is Abishol, who says, we have, that's the contradiction that we have. It says that in the lottery, the Ktaris comes after the Menorah. But what about another Mishnah? So they bring the Kain God, they bring him a carbon tablet. Kratzai, interesting Lashon to say that he shechted. Ooh, look who's here. Don't turn around, don't embarrass him. Kratzai, you do Shechita. But on Yom Kippur, this is talking about Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is a different type of Shechita. Because the Kohen Gadol has to do a trick. He has to do all the Avaidas. He has to do Shechita and then do Kabbalah. He has to grab the blood. So if he's going to do a regular Shechita and keep on going, until he's going to miss the blood. So he does Shechita and then he, 
somebody takes over and he grabs the kli and he grabs the blood. So that's why it's called kuratzai. It's an interesting type of shkita. Three quarters of shkita, he does raiv simanim. Umerak. Umerak shkita yodai. And somebody else finishes it off. And then what does it say? Ooh. Over here, it says, Ktaris comes first, Neris comes second, Shitasu, Rabbanon, Asan Rabbanon. So what do we have? Black and black is a sandwich. Our Mishnah is a Rabbanon, the, the, the Mishnah on Lamed Aleph is Rabbanon, the center Mishnah is Abashol, so it's a problem. Reish of a Sefer Rabbanon, Tziyosa, Abashol, you want to tell me that it's just Rabbanon, then we go to another Shita, great. You're going to come back to the first Shita, that's very difficult. What do we always say on Kashas like this? In. in fact, yep, we're stuck. Yes, you are right. Why did Abai say the answer yesterday that we're talking about? Five and two. The Ketoris comes after five, but it comes before two. Those are two. Because of this question. It didn't make sense to Abaya that we have Chachamim, Chachamim, and Abishol in the middle. He's not even talking about Abishol. Everything is, is Rabbanon. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like the answer in. Although we had many times in Shas that Abayah says in on those questions. But okay. Oh, hello, Rapapa, my time in the But how come Rapapa? Huh? Of course, yeah, you're right. Enochanami. Rapapa, my time in Yeah, of course, of course, 100%. He doesn't, it's not, it's not the Chatkila at all. It's very Bidiyev. And he has a better answer, he says. Why is Rapapa doing something like this? Agreeing to do something? This is when you mamish don't have another answer. But yet, Abayah has a great answer, five and two. It's mamish in the middle. It's before two. Before the two final neiris. Amalach, Tana Beresha, Hatavish neiris, Vava, Hatavish Chomish neiris. That doesn't make sense. To say, here, if we go this way, our Mishnah, on Dafya Dalad, what's going on? You lost something? Zoom or YouTube? Yeah, we could go. Okay, we go. Says Abaya, it doesn't make sense that our Mishnah is talking about one and two, which is really six and seven. Six and seven comes after one, two, three, four, five. So Mishnah number one, and now Yudalit is talking about what happens before one and two, and then later on it talks about what happens after one, two, three, four, five. It's not the right order. It should first talk about one, two, three, four, five, then six and seven. Our Mishnah is talking about six and seven. It says one and two here, but it's wrong, right? It's six and seven. That's not such a great passion. I'm not giving you the order of Avodah Beis Hamikdash that we will get to Beis Hashem in the Masechta. Tell us exactly what the Kain Gadol does. First, he does this. Step one is this. Step two is that. There's a hundred steps, right? I'm just throwing out a number. A lot of steps. So, if you, we're talking about order of Avodah, of course, this is going to come one, two, three, four, five, and then come six, seven. We're saying something else. Our mission is telling us. Where the Ketaris goes, that this is the Ketaris before one and two. In fact, this is the only two that the Kain Gadol does. This is not even something Kain Gadol does on the seven days of Prisha. And our mission is talking about Prisha here. So when, when it's Neget to the Kain Gadol in our Masech, the Shivas Yom, Kaidim, Yom Kippur, these are the only two that the Kain Gadol does. So you're right, it's out of order. It's a beautiful answer. I'm just giving you Halacha. Later on, don't worry about it. That was Taisus that I, I just quoted. The, the last two. It's a great. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, true. But we were still. There's another knait here that I said that that we're trying to say the halach of Ptyrus comes before. So that's a completely different halacha. I'm not just picking this shachris over that shachris, this kriyshma over that kriyshma. I'm, I'm telling you a halacha that's negated to us. You know, Ktairis comes before the halachas neiris. Which one's one and two? So I'm talking about one and two. Fine, right? The other one is is in more, okay. Fine. Rabbi Sai, here it goes. Yesterday in the morning, I was learning the sugya, and I started imagining to myself, okay, I need to build myself a mizbeach. It's going to be terrible. I'm going to grab a box of cardboard and I have to do it. And there's three levels. You saw it. And then I realized that most likely somebody sells it. So I went to the store. Look, they don't sell They sell it based on After a few phone calls, a guy in Yerushalayim sells it in Mishkan, Mikdash, Mechon Mikdash, in Yerushalayim, Iratika. I called him up. It took me a very long time. It took hours. Called him up, got the order, sent it in a taxi over here. But I called up Eli Shapiro, famous driver, and I told him, listen, I, I want to get a taxi. So at the, I don't know what he, at the end, I don't know if he charged me or not. I think he might have done it for chesed, but don't take me. He didn't want to take money from my wife. So if that, either way, grace Yishkoyach to Eli Shapiro. Okay, so the Mizbech comes in a box. I open it up. I couldn't believe it. It's made out of wood. Comes in, a, you know, 40 different pieces. So he kept on procrastinating and procrastinating. Then... Yeshua Ben Moshe and Ruve and Che come to my house to set up the new eight-minute video because whatever, it's a new studio in my house. Took hours. And then I told uh, Gershon, I said, I need to get a guy. Call somebody up right now. We got to get a guy over here to build this thing. I, I wasted all this time and money. It's like a thousand shekel, this Mizbeach. You're not going to believe when you see it. A thousand shekel. No, because there's also Besamikdash that comes with it. And there's a, here, there's a box. I'm looking for somebody to put this puzzle together. It's like, 30, 38 pieces. You want to do it here? I don't want to throw it because I might hit Rabbi Schoenberg. <laughs> Anyways, I, I needed it. I really needed it for today because we're talking about that Mizbech Akhtaris today a lot. But it's beautiful pictures. Anyway, to make a long story short, oh wow, we're running out of time. Gershon Ben Moshe had a job. He had a paying job. He's going to go there like at 11 o'clock at night. And instead he decided... Here he is. He decided to sit down for two hours. Here, this is the mess that it starts out with. It's a beautiful project. He sat there in my house. I'm not exaggerating. To one o'clock in the morning. However, and when he got to the end at one o'clock in the morning, he realized that we're missing pieces. And he was very disappointed. I understand the disappointment, but you know what? It's better than nothing. It's it's we'll we'll, we'll get it. We'll make it up. It's right here. Here's the Mizbeach. Look at this. It's made out of wood. It needs to be painted. It ne- it's missing a lot. We- Gersh is coming back tonight at 1 and he's going to continue <laughs> the 3. You have more ramps on the side, different things. This ramp was missing. The whole, he improvised with different people. Don't ask. We'll put it here. Fine. Yeah, but I need to use it. We're not done yet. Fine. Says the Gemara. Gufa. Here we are. We're holding in the sugya of a mizbeach. It's heavy. It's, it's, it's all plywood. Knocking one o'clock in the morning, waking up all my... It was, it was a mess. But it was, it was kedai. It's kedai. We could have gone with pictures. We want to be the only shir in the world that has a mizbeach.
I think somebody just said that we should use this to shecht my dog. Whatever. Balak Harim is Rachis Safinus, who is barking nonstop for three hours. Yeah. I have one. I have a 3D printer. I bought it for this, but it takes like 24 hours to print something this size. Anyway. That was another idea, my genius idea. I bought a giant printer, 3D printer for my son. I said, okay, we're going to need it for parts and pieces. The only thing, he once made me an eight-minute daft this size. It took all night. The thing goes, okay, anyways. And then, so, you know, the electric goes off here and there. So occasionally, so you got to start over. All right. What's going on here? Here. Rabbi said, this is the Mizbeach. So he comes over here to this, this corner. If you look over here, you see how there's a yesoid, it, it's unbelievable. The diok, this is actually to scale. It's 150th. One centimeter equals an ama. So this piece right over here is the base. Can you see? He comes over here and he puts the blood on. This red right over here. He puts it on this corner. Mizrachis suffices. Then he continues all the way around. He walks around. Gershon, you forgot to put these chronis on. How to do it at 2 in the morning. These guys. Okay. Comes around. And he goes to the next corner, this one right over here. So basically he started over here. Instead of going over here, he goes around and he catches this corner. And he sprays it like that. Then he sprays this corner. On the bottom. He's walking on the bottom, on the bottom. Now, says the Gemara, wood is heavy. When he gets over here, noisim my is remis. Rabbi Shimon Hashemitzvah says, you do it slightly different, as in this depiction over here. You see how the blood is nice and even? One, two. On this corner, you do it different than on this corner. Over here, you spray it with a kli, and it hits, one spray hits both corners. Over here, according to, we found Rabbeinu Eliakim, who's maybe Rashi's Rebbe, but at least he lived in the time of Rashi. He says, Mufurush, that it's like, let me just explain real quickly, the difference between a tamid, which is a ayla, a ayla in all karbanas, the, the, the dam goes on the bottom. Like he said, you walk on the bottom and you, you hit this corner and this corner. But if you're a khatas, the only other carbon, the kayan the walks up the ramp and there's a small side ramp over here that we're going to attach today sometime. And he walks over here. Okay, here we go. We got a green light here. Okay, where did you lose us, guys? Uh, so Rabbi Sai, so last night, Gary Ben Moshe sat in my house, and he, oh, you guys heard that already. Okay, fine. Where are we holding? So therefore, Rabbi Eliakim holds that he uses his finger, and he does really nicely, a little bit of blood here, a little bit of blood here, like a chatos. Okay. Where? Down below, not up on top like a chathos. So real chathos would be up here. So it's a combination. You could learn that it's, since it's a combination, he makes sure he, doesn't, he does it twice, one, two, with a kli. But he says, no, it's already like a chathos, let's do it with the finger. Okay. First, he does this side, Mayrev, then he does this side, great. 
My time is Rabbi Shimon Isham Mitzvah. Where did he get his vart from? Oh, Rabbi Yochum Shum Ha Chad Bei Rabbi Yana. He heard it from one person from Rabbi Oh, my crow. We all know this pasuk is in Pinchas. It's like by the Aliyah, by the end of the Aliyah. Usi Irizim Echol Lachatos Lashem. It talks about a chatos. Al Oilas Atomid. What's the simple pshat? On top of, in addition to the Oila, you do a chatos in addition to the Oila. Yosef in his sky. So he learns, It's it, on top of, not only do you do the oila, the tamid, the way it is, you add a little bit of a chatas to it, a little flavor of chatas. Meaning, you put the blood in, instead of just throwing it and hitting two walls in one shot, you do it in two times. Great. Okay, it's sad. First, he hits the first corner like a regular oila with one kli, a spritz. It hits two sides. Shtayim shem shtayim. Sorry. Okay, one spritz, which equals two walls. Kemaisa oila, like oila. And then, all on the bottom still. Shtayim shem shtayim. Kemaisa chatas. Then he takes his finger and hits two walls. How many do we have now? Three zrikas, which is very strange. It's either four or two. We never had three. That's what he holds. First, let him go, do what he did. Spray, hit these two walls. Spray, hit these two walls. Then let him do chatos. Go nicely. Go like this, like this, all over again. Let him do oila, and then a chatos. The, the, the Torah says, you should act like a chatos. It doesn't say split it up. This blood gives you a kapara. So get already gave a kapara when you did it like Ayla. Then you're going to go and redo the kapara, do it for another Avera, in another way, with your finger instead of with the kli? We never saw such a thing. What do you mean you never saw such a thing? This whole thing we never saw. This brand new to us also. This is also new. It's in the Pasuk. So the Torah said also over here, maybe. Who said? Says the Gemara very simple. All Reb Shimon ben Amitzpah says is that instead of spraying it with a clay, do it nicely, one and one. But he's not saying redo anything, do something different. He's not doing anything different. He's just you don't have it in one shot. You do it, so, so that's okay. That's not a big chiddush. Pesuk It's just to separate your all he's doing. He's doing like a regular oila. You don't get a lot of blood all over the corners. Fine, but it's the same thing. It's in the same order. It's the same idea. Again, the huge nafkimin between a chatas and oila is that a chatas is up above. You're hitting the keren and the oila is down below. Unless it's a bird. I don't want to confuse anybody, but the birds are the exact opposite. The oila is on top, chatas on the bottom. So let him put it at least. Why is he applying it like a chatos, apply it where the chatos is, which is above. You want to do half and half? Great. So do one sprinkle, like a oila, on the bottom, and one shmir with the finger on top, like a chatos. Do it correctly. We never found such a thing. It doesn't exist that you do half and half. Half on the top, half on the... By the way, top and bottom. Doesn't that, there's a chut asikra here, which hopefully we'll get. 
it doesn't really come with one, it comes with the decorative thing. But there's a red line right here. And that m marks the top and the bottom, above the line. It's literally above the red line. Above the red line and below the red line. Fine. Says Gemara, we do find such a thing. There's another Mizbeach called Mizbeach Akhtaris. Or the Mizbeach Apnimi. The, the inner Mizbeach that's inside the Heichal. By the way, here's a beautiful picture of the guy standing Lemala. Literally standing on the Mizbeach. Above the red line. You can see the red line here. You're asking yourself, why do we need this uh, thing? We have pictures. It's just different. Okay. This we'll use later. So here you have the Mizbech uh, the sorry, the Aran. This is the Aran, sorry, Aran. On the Aran is a Kapyrus, not to be confused with Kapyrus, Kapyrus, and that's the cover. So it says, if we look at the Pasuk, this Kapyrus, on Yom Kippur, the Kain Gadol walks into Kodesh HaKadoshim, and he applies blood over there. How does he do it? It says in the Pasuk, we're learning it means above, Kedma, Vilifne. And on the bottom, maybe. We'll see if that's the real Pshat. Says Gemara. Uh, I lost my place already. No. No. So, period. So, you see that there's above and below. Not this one, but this one. I don't know if you could see Gershon, but there's a line, a blue line here, and there's blood below the line, and there's blood above the line. The line marks where the Kapoyer says the cover of this beautiful Aran, which is the Kruvim. Okay. See the line? I don't know if you could see it. I don't see it. Yeah. He's ma oh. Yeah. Look at the next word. It says Gemara, Kimatzlif, like a sharpshooter. That what? Not true, says the Gemara. It's not on the actual Aaron. You know where it is? On the floor, right over here. You can see the dots right over here. And he's throwing it, and we're going to see in the Gemara later on, it never even hits the Aaron. You're not supposed to get the blood on the Aaron. Okay. Kimatzlif. I had a good thing. I don't know if I have time. I want to tell you a joke. Not a joke, but a, maybe a Musa Haskell. Say it real quickly, because it's getting, we've got to stop, a little break. There was a guy, the king wanted to see talent. So he invited all these people. There's a guy that told the king, I could do something that's going to shock you. If I do it 20 times in a row, it'll shock you. Says the king, okay, let me see. Guy takes a needle with a hole in it and he puts it on a tree. He goes 20 feet away and he's matzliff. He, he sharpshoots the, the needle and he's able to get his needle into that hole. The king can't believe it. And he does it over and over. It just keeps on going in. So the king gave him 50 golden coins for every time that he did it. But then he said, I have to give you 50 Malchus. Why? He said, a guy like you, you're so talented. And all you do is you, you put needles in holes? It's Mario Dikimusa Haskell, I thought. We have to use our talents for, for Ruchnius. Here's a guy, okay, here's a Karim Gadol that uses his Matzliff for the blood, Ayyam Kippur, whatever. There's people that do other, whatever your talent is, use it for, for Gdusha. Otherwise, you get Malchus for it. Machir Rav Yehuda. What does it mean? Like, like Malchus. Mamash fits in. Here, the story has Matzliff and Malchus. Like, when, when Bezdin gives Malchus to a human being, they start off at the top of the shoulder and they work their way down. So it's, it's nice and even. It's red all over. But they don't want to hit the same spot twice. It's dangerous. So they keep on going down. So in that picture, as you saw, 
there's blood, he has to make sure that there's top and bottom. But the Gemara is going to say, he sprays it like this, sprays it like this, different ways. That's why it's top and bottom. Fine. What are you saying that you can't put blood on the top and the bottom? What's not? He's a here. So over here, he hits the taharai of the mizbeach. What's taharai? Taharai, the pureness of the mizbeach, of this mizbeach. We're not talking about this model. This is the mizbeach achitzayin. Mizbeach this is where you, you put karbonus on. This is the ktaris, inside the heichel. Sheva pa'amim, seven times. My love, al pagad mizbeach. L'chayra, it's taharai is referring to halfway. When they say they mean halfway through the day, noon. It's not talking about the blood it hits the mizbeach. It's talking about on top of the mizbeach. As so, by the way, obviously all these pictures are from Kol Alashan. Beautiful pictures. We have Rishos. He sets aside, he pushes the Torahs to the side. As you can see, there's an opening right here. And he puts the blood Right in there on the top. Kiara means on top. There's a puzzle to corroborate that. The sky is toyar. So this is the top. Sky is the top. We just turned to the Tzvobim Bay, sponsored by Yaakov Badner. I'm going to skip Stephen Sokol today because we don't have time. Schos Shidduch for Dina Tamar, Bas, Esther Rivka. And Schos for Sarah, Lina, Bas, Goldalea. And the schos shidduch for shendel rochel basav rom tzvi b'karoy mamish. Maishna the yov oyla beresha v'hada yov the chatos. Now, the Gemara is asking a kasha. What happens if a person brings two korbanos to the beisam mikdash? Which one does he bring first? It's always the chatos. So how come today this comes second? This part of the blood, sprinkle of blood, which resembles the chatos, comes second. When you have a chatos and oila, what comes first? The chatos. So let's bring a little blood. So go on this corner, a little bit with the shmear of the finger, shmear of the finger. Then when you get to this corner, spray it nicely with the kli. Says the Gemara. Huh? But the Gemara says a much, much better answer. Even the oila here. What is a tamid? A tamid is oila. Forget the pasuk. It is an oila. We're dealing with an oila. So act like an oila. First you do the, the whatever is common for an oila. Then you do what's common for a chatas, which is, like you said, but it's, it's starker. He kadma beresha. Umaishna says the Gemara, the yav mizrachis tzafainis umaravis dreimis. Why these two corners? Nesif dreimis mizrachis, vada tzafainis maravis. Gemara is asking beautifully. We have the famous halacha, the emavir and alamitzis. He's walking from the mizbeach. This is, this, is, this is the front. The first corner he gets to is right over here. Why does he keep on going to the next corner? Says the Gemara, very poshit. Amri oilatuni side. Look at this pasuk right over here. Another chart. El yisoid mizbach oila. That the oila has a base. How do you, what is it called in English? Not a base. Is a better word? Foundation. Foundation. Okay. I don't know if the foundation. I like base better. Okay, fine. We'll go with base. A who? A footing? Footing. Footing maybe. Footing, yeah. Footing. I like footing also. Footing is all foundation. It's not really a foundation. Okay. Says Gemara, you can't spray on this. It's illegal to spray over here because there's nothing here. So you go to where you have this guy sticking out. You see this? This. This is the uh, 
You can spray over there. Okay. Vikeren. Remember, we learned that Binyamin, uh, with the whole sugi of Binyamin Yehuda, they took away from Binyamin, so therefore, this is all Binyamin's territory, that's why this is Yisoyed. This is not Binyamin's territory, this is Yehuda. Yehuda got a Ritzua into it, so there's no Yisoyed over here. Okay. Beautiful Kasha. Why is he going this way and traveling all the way down the Mizbeach? It's much easier to hit right over here. The, this corner is a lot closer than this corner on the other side. Why is he going to the other side? What? Oh, that's the Gemara's answer. How do we know? That's the Gemara right here. Says the Gemara. As they say in Yiddish, you always go to the right. You, have a, you, get, a, you get a stop sign, you don't want to go right or left, go right. So, Mela, yeah? All Hasidim. There's not a Hasid that won't go right. You always go right. It's true. It says over here, Mizrach Rashi takes out, Mizrach says it's not important here. That's for a different sugi. But anyway, the point is, you go to the right. Very important thing that bothered me. And when we were learning it in Zvachim, I think it was, and we had different pshatim. I don't, I need like a doll. I don't have a doll. Give, give me those tissues for a second, just for a second. Thank you. When he comes up the ramp, he's, he's walking. Dun, 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 dun. He makes a right turn. But guess what? He's making a left turn next. And he keeps on making lefts. Lefts. Answers Rashi. He comes up the ramp, makes a right turn, and his body stays like this. And he's constantly, he's walking sideways, says Rashi. He's not walking straight, because if he's walking straight, he's going to be making left turns. But if he walks sideways, like this, he keeps on hopping down the Mizbeach, so he's constantly walking to his own right. His head is facing the Mizbeach, and therefore he's making right turns all the time. You're right, but Rashi says even more. I know, I think this is Rishonim over there, my Chavrusa argued with me, but I remember learning that somebody argues with that shot. Okay. Says Gemara. By the way, based on this Yisoy, the Trumas Tadeshin says that when you light Hanukkah candles, Shalom Aleichem, you should light the left and keep on going to your right. Others argue, okay, fine. Everybody with their own minog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, at least an ama. An ama is two feet wide, but yeah, I don't know. I, how wide is it? Might be more. Might be more. I think it's more. This is one. But could be based on this, it's only one ama because it's to scale. There's, there's a ramp here. That's why we didn't build it completely. There's a ramp that goes down here and there's a ramp that goes to the middle one. Here, let's just see this pasuk for a second. If I can find it. Here. Where was that pasuk? I lost it. We don't have time to go f- look for it. Okay. You guys remember the pasuk, right? says the Gemara... Who told you that the chatos is in addition to the oila? Perhaps the oila is in addition to the chatos. Maybe we're dealing with a chatos. The whole carbon is a chatos. And when you're performing that vayda on that chatos, do a little bit of oila. Who told you that we're dealing with an oila and do a little bit of a chatos? So Gemara is going to answer what you're all thinking. Maybe we're talking about a chatos. In other words, al oilasatam means after you did the avoid of the chatos, add a little bit of the oila. 
Who the Gomer Achmona? Always by my soil. Loisoka Daito, the Siv. Al Oilas Hatomid. Yosef in Iska. That what? That the Chatos has to be on top of the Oila, not the opposite. Al Oila. Chatos. Al Oilas Hatomid. This Chatos should be on top of, in addition to the Oila. My Gomer Achmona, Midi the Chatos, Shodi Al Oila. Not awesome. Two more minutes. The guy in charge of the Bishamidosh at that point, whoever it was, maybe it's the, the second command or the guy in charge of the morning services. I don't like that word. This, the morning avoida. The superintendent, somebody. There was a place called Lushkas Beisatloim. So, you look over here. We're talking about this room right over here. This is called Beis HaMoyked. Right over here. In this Beis HaMoyked, there's four smaller rooms. Beis HaMoyked has a lot of fire. The Beis HaMoyked was very cold. Stone floors. You're not allowed to wear shoes. They would walk in here all the time to warm up the feet. But in here, there's four rooms. One of them had the six sheeps that we discussed in Shkolem throughout Shas. There's always six Tamimim. Perfect. So that worst case scenario, you're always going to have sheep here. So he says, go grab a sheep. We need a sheep today. Tom it in the morning. Tom it in the afternoon. So where is this? So you look over here. Here it is. It's this room. So, if we're looking like that, this is, here's the line. From this line, this is Kaidish. This is Chal. So it comes out that the sheep were outside of the Beis HaMikdash. You see the line right over here? They're outside. You can even see the dotted line right here. That dot shows you this is Kaidish, this is Chal. Okay, says Gemara. Hello, it's not a question. It's telling us. Remember, we had this in Shkolem. You get a receipt that you paid for your soilus. I just printed. It. I didn't have time to make it big, but large. You get a little. If you're buying, it's called a gdi. You put the name, the 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 the, the week. The, the okay, fine. Going back to Shkolem, you get one of these receipts. And with that, you, you purchase your, because you're not going to come to the base of English with flour and oil and wine. You go, you give the guy money in this room. It's beautiful. You did a great job there. And they have the wine, the oil, they give you whatever you need. Fine. Next room is called Vachas Lishkis Beis HaMoyked. There's a little fire in there. Here, a little fire, a little mikvah going on here. Great. Vachas Lishkis Beis HaMoyked, Vachas Lishkis Beis HaMoyked. And this one is where they make lechem apanem, according to this chart that we have, it's also outside of the Beis HaMikdash. It's not Kodesh. But here they have the ovens, they make the lechem apanem. Fine, let's stop over here, I guess. It's a perfect place to stop. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. That's us. Mort Bloomberg, Shomalech and Mort. Really? You could have brought me back my thing. <laughs> I would have known. It's going to get even better because now we're really learning about the Bisamidosh, the different measurements, everything.
What do you have? You do more Shomalecha. Good to see you. Thank you. You look exactly like you do on Zoom. I know, but I remember you. I remember how you look. The the 3D model you're asking? We got a. You can't print out a whole piece of Migdosh. How are you going to do with Mizbech Azov? How? But how are you going to build it? How are you going to get all the, the, the different... Yeah? So, yeah. Let's, let's go. Get me a... Get me an RN. I want an RN. I know. I know. It's, that's why. That's why. You see? Because of people like you. Everybody. It's another... This is the scale. It's not, it's just very small, but it's the scale.